going on guys? They say there's no such thing as free money, but Google prints money every time someone searches any perplexing topic on the web. But you already knew that. In fact, you're watching this on a Google-powered platform and potentially viewing it on a Google-backed phone operating system. Today, we're gonna be talking all about why I think Google is one of the best growth stocks out there and why they're gonna be giving great returns for years to come. Now, the only thing that pays better returns than Google is hitting that like button for the algorithm and subscribing. Google was founded all the way back in 1998 in California. I Googled this just to make sure. That's probably where you first heard of Google was for their search engine. In fact, the name Google comes from the term of one followed by 100 zeros or a Google, which is symbolically shows off how powerful the company's search engine is that it could return large quantities of information. But of course, you don't pay to use Google's search engine. So why didn't Google go bankrupt during the dot-com bubble? Well, of course, it's because they sell ads. Google ads actually makes up most of Google's revenues. Google's search engine is something that we might take for granted today, but this was quite revolutionary back in the late 90s, which was an algorithm built to return relevant websites related to what the user just searched. Take a look at what happens when I type car into Google, something that most people need to buy every few years. Carvana is actually the first result, and it's actually an ad, not the result of Google's actual algorithm. And you know Carvana paid top-notch money to get this digital real estate. Anytime somebody actually clicks on one of these links, the advertiser has to pay Google for the referral. Now this is something that can be repeated over and over again. When Google has 3.5 billion searches a day, it's easy for them to continue to stockpile that revenue. Google brought in $183 billion in 2020, a year that saw many companies slash their advertising budgets. But Google still managed a year-over-year -year increase of 13%, showing that they can be resilient even in tough times. Here we can see a full breakdown of their revenues from their 10K report. By far, Google search makes up most of their revenue at $104 billion. YouTube, which I'm sure you know they own, brings in about $20 billion. And Google Network Members Properties brings in about $23 billion. Now, this is basically ads on third-party sites that aren't Google. This includes Google AdSense, and this is how many sites make money, such as my channel. It's run through Google AdSense, so I get a small portion of the revenue that advertisers pay Google to have their ads appear on my videos. Or if I ran a blog, I could get Google AdSense and they'd be putting their advertisements on my website, and I get a small cut of the money that advertisers pay, as does Google. So a user doesn't even need to visit Google for them to be making money. They can just visit a website that partners with AdSense. Google owns so much digital real estate, they're somewhat like NFTs before NFTs were a thing, and they're actually useful. <laughs> Google also makes money from its cloud business, though it's severely behind Amazon and Microsoft. Though the company is investing a lot of money to catch up, and the segment is technically growing faster than Amazon. They also make money from other services such as the Google Play Store, which is available on Android phones. They have YouTube paid memberships. And of course, they sell hardware. Many schools now have students using Chromebooks. Personally, I was never a big fan of these when we were forced to use them back when I was a kid. Google is pretty well diversified in terms of its revenue geographically, with a little less than half of it coming from the US and 30% coming from Europe, Africa, Middle East, and the final 23% coming from Asia, Australia, and the other parts of the Americas. Now, there's just so many different products and services that Google offers, I can't possibly fit it all into one video. But I'll try to list some of the bigger ones. They have Google Chrome, the world's most used web browser, Google Docs, Google Drive, Android, Google Maps, Gmail, 
Google Earth, you can even book flights with Google. When buying into Google stock, you are really buying in to an internet ETF. Once we look at their actual financial statements, quickly we can see that this is actually the epitome of what you want in a company. Their revenues have double digit growth and are continuously growing. And this is both top and bottom line. With their net income going from $19 billion in 2016 all the way to $40 billion this past year. EBITDA numbers are also rising and continuing to climb every single year. We can see here on macro trends, their revenue since 2006, when they were still a relatively young company, they went from $6 billion to the $183 billion in revenue that they bring in today. It's just remarkable how a company can grow so fast, so consistently, for such a long period of time. Their balance sheet is also just amazing. Having $320 billion in total assets, and just $97 billion in total liabilities. This includes around $137 billion in cash on hand, and just $14 billion in long-term debt. For a company with a $1.4 trillion market cap to just have $14 billion in long-term debt, that's out of this world. This is arguably one of the best balance sheets that I've ever looked at. They have total shareholders equity of $222 billion. Now shareholders equity gives a great picture of how the company has performed in the past. This means that Google is very efficient in how they run their business and the company is in great health. They could also use this war chest of cash that they have to make more investments into a company like an acquisition or develop new products and services. They could also boost their share price by buying back their own stock. And maybe, just maybe, one day they could be nice enough to pay us a dividend, which the company has never done in its history. Also looking at their statement of cash flows, free cash flow is just the same story here. It goes from $26 billion in 2016 to $43 billion this past year. This is taking the cash the company generates from normal business operations without all the accounting tricks, minus the money the company spends on capital expenditures, which is money that's spent on new projects or investments, like, like purchasing new equipment or building a new factory for Google, basically anything to maintain or grow their business. Now, Google's gross margins today are a staggering 54%, which means they actually keep 54 cents of every dollar of revenue generated once expenses are taken into account for. There's also parts of Google you can't really measure. Google is one of the big five tech companies, meaning that they're always gonna be able to track the brightest and most in-demand employees. Google was ranked number 11 on Glassdoor's best places to work for. The average salary of a Google employee is around $120,000 but this is across so many different sectors, locations, and education and experience levels. I'm not sure how you can measure the talented workforce that Google will always be able to get, but I think it helps me know as an investor, I'm getting the top talent always working for me. The top two most visited websites on the world on a daily basis are Google, and number two is YouTube, which of course you know is owned by Google. If Google was simply just a search engine, I would still buy this stock but then you add in other great legs to it, like YouTube, Android, Google Cloud, Google Ads, and the other applications, it truly is its own ETF. A $10,000 investment in Google just seven years ago would have given you an annual return 
of 33%, growing from $10,000 to nearly $73,000. That's nearly 3x what the market would have returned had you just invested in the S&P 500. And I don't think that Google is done growing or innovating. I can easily see the stock making me a millionaire by me continuing to add to it, and I have a lot of time on my side. So can you just imagine how big Google might be 30 years from now? because they certainly aren't going anywhere unless they get broken up for breaking capitalism. Now, I'm sure you have the inevitable question about why Google is now called Alphabet. The company randomly decided in 2015 to name itself this, and this was done simply just to that Google is more than just a search engine. It's a technology conglomerate company. And by doing this, it makes it slightly harder for anyone to prove that they are a monopoly and risk being broken up in the future for antitrust violations. And then your next question is, why does Google have three different types of stock? Come on, Google, why can't you just be simple? Google has three different share types, Class A, Class B, and Class C. Class B is privately held and held almost exclusively by Google's two original co-founders. Class A, or G-O-O-G-L, these shares get voting rights, but Class C, G-O-O-G, these shares don't get any voting rights. Now, another important thing to note is that Google Class B shares, they don't just get one vote per share. They get 10 votes per share. And Google Class B shares, you cannot exchange these on the open market they are privately held. Essentially what the two original co-founders of this company did was to avoid ever getting outvoted was making these class B shares. And they basically get to control their company however they see fit. And if it's anything how they've run it these past almost 25 years now, I have no issues with that. And this is why class A and class C shares trade for almost about the same price. It doesn't really matter which one is bought because you can't outvote the two original founders. They're always gonna get the final word. I may just buy class A shares cause I wanna pretend like my vote matters. Now, I feel like it would be a disservice if I didn't mention this last part about Google, and a lot of YouTubers might be too scared to mention this, but Google is a great company, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have flaws. Maybe not financially, they seem to be doing just great there, but just morally. Now, by being a big media company, that's going to be just controversial in itself. For example, there are disputed territories on this planet between countries, so depending on where you are located, Google Maps may display maps differently for geopolitical reasons. They, much like every other company in California, they do have a political bias, which in nature isn't too bad, but sometimes that can be too much. When taking a look at everything on their Wikipedia page that they have for the criticism of Google, one that really sticks out to me is their censorship one. Personally, if you asked me what's worse is a company that sells cigarettes or a company that uses its large influence to block the free exchange of ideas and are promoting their own propaganda, I could really make the argument that it's the company that censors information. So Google can certainly count as a sin stock. There's a lot more I could say about this, but I wanna keep this more stock-based. Feel free to do your own research on censorship because I think it is a really important topic. Now, for me to justify buying sin stocks, I try to think if the overall use of the company is advancing humanity or if the world is better with Google in it than without it, I don't mind buying into them because at the end of the day, Google's going to be making great gains regardless if I've invested into it or not. So that's always the catch-22 there. But of course, I know everyone's opinion is going to be different. So let me know what you're thinking in the comments below. This video took several hours for me to research and edit. So the best way that you can show any sort of appreciation is to hit that like button and subscribe because I make videos like this all the time. And make sure you're following the podcast Collect Cash wherever you get your podcast and I will buy. Stash. Collect cash, you later.